Hello everybody, welcome to SCN Afterlife, I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, have we got one today? That's right guys, we're now on episode number 30 of this SCN Live After Show, and uh, got a special guest here uh, from the Smowdown, a rookie actually, gonna, gonna do a lot of damage I think, but uh, to help us out with this tonight, we got John from Movie Lovers Unite, also from Hotel Nerd Podcast, great guy, uh, how you doing man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate this. Uh, anytime, man. Anytime. You're welcome here. Um, but but yes, uh, we have a Schmodown guest here uh, in the tournament starting up for IG, so this is going to be great. Robert Parker, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I have been going, obviously, a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, sick just kind of with everything that's going on in the world, but uh, kind of focusing on Schmodown stuff definitely is a light in the community right now. So I'm really glad to uh, have a part in that, obviously talk about it with you guys today. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, there were the, they did do a one episode this week on Wednesday of SE and live. Um, and it was a very good job, very good episode. Uh, and uh, also raised money for charity. That was great. And uh, we're not going to recap that they did a great job and there's nothing to recap. Uh, so what we're going to do here tonight is going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit different. We're just going to shoot the shit with you, Robert, and uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna break down this bracket. And I mean, we're gonna go through and uh, go, go through until we got a, a final winner in the end, um, which I'm I'm pretty sure uh, pretty sure is going to be Kalinowski. No, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hot yeah, out of the gate. That's- it's a good pick. I can't blame you for that one, to be honest. Oh, uh, we'll we'll find out what happens when we break it down. But uh, first, I I just like to know how you were introduced to Schmoes. You know, uh, whether it was via Schmoes or Collider, and and how you uh how you found out about the Schmodown in particular. From yeah, for me it was mostly because uh, of Collider. I uh, in high school worked at a movie theater, and my one of my bosses and then one of my coworkers were really into Collider. I had never, like, they were big time, like, olden days popcorn talk schmoes fans. And I wasn't really. Um, and then they kind of got me onto the Schmodown. They got me onto some of the Collider's content. They showed me my first match. And then, I mean, from day one, I was hooked just as just such a big fan. I've been following it, like, pretty hardcore since, like, the end of 2016. So I, obviously it's pretty surreal to now uh, have the opportunity to see how the sausage is made a little bit, get a little bit of the other side, even <laughs> though, you know, I've only been involved for a few months and COVID has stopped a little bit of it. But yeah, it, it's a very surreal experience that I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to have be a part of that. Oh, absolutely. And and you came up through the fan leagues and uh, uh, how how did you get uh, into that? I mean, obviously I've played in a couple matches, so I know how you did it, but uh were you i mean i guess what motivated you to do that not how did you but what motivated you to get into that and then if you could top that off with your first meeting with christian that's something i'm always interested in finding out yeah absolutely so um as for as far as the families are concerned like i got into them just because i loved movies and i love trivia like i've always been kind of like i i just love trivia i love learning things i love useless facts and of course i love movies those like i love movie trivia and it was like that towards the end of 2016 it was like right as the first fan league was ever being made it was called the fan movie trivia showdown it was one of the, the it was the first fan league and uh, it was over on the take three productions youtube channel so i got involved in that i got my first match i was i i've been in involved in the fan leagues as a player for over three years now which is just crazy that it's been that long um and that was just a community i fell in love with right away so i've been playing there i've played 
dozens and dozens and dozens of matches in all kinds of different formats, not just IG. But that's obviously where I kind of found my niche. Those are the movies that I love the most. Those are the trivia that I love the most. So that's kind of where I found my niche in that. But uh, so yeah, I I'd been playing in the fan leagues. Different fan leagues started to sprout up. Uh, probably you know three, four, or five different channels within a year, and that is just a community that has blown up just expanded exponentially by the week it seems um but it's still a great community i'm still really close with a lot of the people that i met through the fan leagues still really close friends uh and then how it kind of transitioned into shmodan was it was actually after um it was after the first throwdown after mike versus cushing uh at the first throwdown if you remember that one in february i think it actually that that ig championship match right that like legendary match between the two of them Mm -hmm. it was in february of last year after the match, I, I was working during the live stream, so I couldn't watch it. But then I watched it when I got home, and I got a message, actually, on Facebook from Christian. Because every once in a while, he, uh, he's in some of the Facebook groups for some of the fan leagues. So every once in a while, he'll watch some matches, or he'll reach out to some people who run the leagues and you know ask them, you know who should I be watching out for, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Very minor level recruiting, and I was lucky enough to have uh, a few people on a couple of these posts and on private messages kind of throw my hat in the ring because of the success that I had found in the IG divisions. Uh, so he actually messaged me first and was just like, hey, how'd you do tonight? And I let him know, and then we started talking logistics because I was in my junior year of college at that time, so I like, you know, couldn't necessarily every other week be flying out to LA for a match or anything like that, right? So we talked logistics, uh, and uh, he knew I was close with Kevin Smets and like all, all these other kind of factors. But I eventually I ended up going to Collision last year, uh, where it was Smets versus Kalinowski, you know, uh, you know, Odd Couple versus Shirels, these great matches. So I was able to fly out to LA, and then after everything that has sort of happened at collision both like the results of the matches and then he and i talked logistics a little bit more and we realized it just wasn't the right fit to do it last season anymore um i i had a great time at collision you know it was we knew it would still happen but uh you know i was going into my last semester of college and i was i had to study hard to finish up college and uh you know it was also just like a storyline in the shimano like it was a better arc for smets to finish the season the way he did right like he you know lost a collision then he has this great redemption arc where he gets beat two big wins in a row and then goes and knocks out at spectacular like that's a great arc for the like storyline of the ig division so that's kind of all these things combined, we decided not to do it last season. And then he told me about the draft and I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. Like I love to be a part of that. So I was able to go out to the draft and got drafted by Kaiser and the rest is history that we're currently living in. Well, that's great. Yeah. We got Kaiser and Smets on next week. So that's, that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. They're good guys, man. Yeah. Let's see. From my question is this, like how do you strategize for a match like the Smodan and everything? What's your strategy going in? So the, it, it kind of depends because IG is a little bit of a different animal than like a singles or teams, right? Because like in singles and teams, you can pick which slices to put on the wheels and you have like 30 slices to choose from, right? So you can like study something really, really hard that you think your opponent's going to suck at and you can put it on the wheel and that's a huge strategic advantage for you. In IG, you can't really do that. You know, there's the core eight categories and then there's like you know, your fringe one, like your heroes and villains and your who said it and your mixed bag and your scores and sound like those like weird other categories. Um, so there's not really a way as far as the categories are concerned to get like a huge strategic advantage over your opponent. So it comes down to like studying the game, but the gameplay, not really like the the slices or anything like that. Like, obviously, I, stu- I study the movies and I study the slices because if you are 
if you have a weakness in any of those core eight categories, you can't succeed at the top level of Lunar Geekdom. You just, like, the, the days of people who haven't seen any Lord of the Rings or Star Trek movies winning championships in that division are over. Um, so, of course, I study all the movies. Uh, but as far as studying the game, yeah, I mean, you a lot of that comes from the fan leagues. Like, I learned how to play the game. It was a slightly different format, albeit, and I was playing different opponents and just slightly different circumstances. But, like, you know, learning when to use a repeat, when to go to multiple choice, when to go for two, when to challenge. Like, all of these things, I, I have a lot of experience doing that. So even though, like, obviously I am a rookie and I've only played a few Shimano matches, like, it's a little bit different because I come in with three years of experience of already having played a similar game, if that makes sense. So I'm not completely yeah. new to the strategy. Most definitely. That does make a lot of sense because, you know, I used to play, you know, trivia and stuff like that over in a coffee shop down here in my town and everything. And, of course, I've been a Schmodown fan since 2014. So, you know, to see it grow and everything is to see movie trivia the way it is and everything. I can definitely see your point of view where, you know, you're going into it. You actually know what you're facing because you know how to do your repeats. You know how to challenge things into your mind on how you want to make a match go down. So I actually, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, and the other big part of that too is not just like having been involved in the fan links, but just being a fan of the show. Like you have some people who come in who have like maybe watched one or two matches and like that that helps to kind of get a sense for the format. But like I've a fan through every single one of these controversies like i did a reaction when jane fondagate happened or when david or Russellgate happened like i i have been an entrenched fan for the last three to four years so like every time there's a fan conversation like you know two years ago where they were like oh man they should have challenged this or like the oh, they should like change this ruling, or why Why did they answer this way? Like, why didn't they go to multiple choice here? All of these conversations about like episodes of the show, I was involved in. So it, that's another unique perspective, is I come in as a fan, not like as an internet personality that already existed, or as a critic, or as a pundit that already existed, or a host. Like, I, I'm not any of those things. I don't work in the industry. I don't live in LA. I'm a Shmodan fan who has an incredible opportunity that I'm very grateful for. Um, but that definitely helps me know the game is because like I've been studying it, having these dumb conversations with friends who are also into it for so long. I like that and, though, man. Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I well, I, it, I just think it gives me a very unique perspective that not every rookie coming into the show has. Um, I, uh, while you were talking there about the fan leagues, it, and like I said, I've played in a couple matches. I played a singles match where I lost and I played, uh, a team's match. David B and I teamed up, uh, for a match. Oh, yeah. Um, hell of a lot of fun, but man, those questions are no joke. And with you having played in the Schmodown, how do you think, okay, well, first of all, I don't know because I've not, I'm not on, on a level of being able to compete in the Schmodown, but, um, where I sit, the questions in, in at least multiplexes where I've played is they are far more difficult. Um, so as being someone who's played in both leagues, uh, how do you think that most of the competitors in the Schmodown would fare with the questions that you get asked in the fan leagues? I mean, you can never say for sure how, like, the Shmodown people would do in the fan leagues. Like, I can definitely say that I know a lot of fan league players that I think could succeed in the Shmodown, but I don't know vice versa. Like, I I just don't know enough to say. That's not saying that they would do bad. I think a lot of them could succeed very, very well. Um, I just 
I don't know enough to really say because the format is also slightly different. It's a slightly different game. You know, it, it's there are similarities, but there's also differences. Uh, and as for questions, like the it's just a different question writing style. Like in the Shimodan, especially in singles and teams, you know, maybe 60 to 70 to 80% of your questions are going to be, you know, actors, actresses, directors, release years, that kind of stuff. Like data information, which I think is very valid, like movie trivia, absolutely. Um, the ratio of like, you know, plot based to data based is just a little bit different in some of the online leagues. And that's, just a decision that those question writers make like that I, i'm not really involved in that but yeah, i think that um there, there are certain Toronto personalities i think that look down on the fan leagues as like being lesser trivia which like they're definitely uh like they're not as much of a show like the production value obviously isn't there the personalities are not always there um but as far as like a level of trivia competition like a trivia competition i i don't think it's fair to really look down on them because uh they do ask different types of questions and they ask just as valid like trivia questions they're just different from the showdown so it's not like the it's not like the online leagues it's not like every single one is trying to emulate and copy and be the exact yeah. same thing as the, as the showdown if that makes any sense yeah oh it does and that's what i like about it like uh um, yes yes that's what i like about it. i'm not going to expand on it i'll just leave it there that's what i like about it um but uh, saying, you know, well, you've played uh, Smets before, I'm sure, in Oyama and uh, Ellison, correct, in the fan leagues? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've played all of them. Yeah. Now, is there some, now that you're in the Schmodown, or even before you were in the Schmodown, if it's the same person, but is there someone specific that you're just really wanting to play? I mean, the the big goal is definitely Kevin Smets. He's a good friend of mine. When he, he was a friend of mine uh, before we played in the fan leagues, he like once he got to the fan leagues, we started talking and became friends. Once he got to the Shimon, I was very supportive of him. So he's definitely like the big end goal. Obviously, right now he's the champion, so that's a number of matches away before I'd be able to play him. Not only is he a good friend, but we played once before, and I was able to beat him again. That was with different format, different types of questions, that kind of stuff. Um, and also, he was a different player then than he is now. Like he was Abby, or uh, he was um, he was Kevin Smuts, but he wasn't like the smasher yet. If that makes any sense, like he yeah. he studied a lot and he was right. very good, but he was not the dominant player that he is now. Um, so that's definitely end goal. But I would love to play either Paul or Chance again. Last time I played Paul one on one was actually I've never played either of them one on one in an IG setting. I've played them both in a single setting, and I've lost to them both in a single setting because they're far better <laughs> like general movie trivia people than I am. Like they they just know way more. Um, but I would I would love to play either of them in an IG setting because I think they're both really really solid and commit to it really really well and know a lot of categories. Like I think they're both going to show up and surprise in this tournament. Um, uh, yeah, Paul and Chance are both people that I talk to on a regular basis. They're both good friends. So really any of the three, but the ultimate end goal is definitely play Kevin for the championship. You know, Dungeon Mate versus Dungeon Mate. I think that's a hell of a good story. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good it. Story. Um, my, my question is this, like, uh, what would you say is like the toughest round that you ever had to face? Toughest round, like of questions or like yeah. what category? Well, like. Like what round number? Like round like the last oh, one sure. the last round? Yeah. Sure. Um I mean I definitely think that round two uh, round two has changed a lot. Uh this season, like not necessarily the format, but the question types have changed this season. Uh, I think, you know, everybody's kind of noticed that round one has shifted a little bit easier, which I think is a good thing. It means that more people at home can play along. 
It means that you know it's a little bit more accessible of a show at start. And then once you get into round two, the questions have gotten a little bit more difficult than they were in previous seasons. So I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good change. Um, I, I would say round two, just because like you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, not like you know the categories and you know what you can study for for those categories, but like um, you know, I can study. 14,000 flashcards and I'm going to get in one category like I can, I can study or I can study 2,000 Lord of the Rings questions and know the answers to you know 1,995 the five questions I get asked in the match are the five that I don't know <laughs> yeah that, 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 that's right. something that can happen right like exactly you, you can study very very hard but that at the end of the day you're getting less than 20 questions per match Right, um, and that's so exactly I, what happened to Mark Riley too, though, with that horror exactly, uh, yeah. category. That's happened to ev- almost everybody in their strength. We've seen Roca struggle a little bit in biopics and westerns. We've seen uh, Riley and Clark Wolf do just okay in horror. We've seen like Brendan Meyer do just okay in Oscars. We've seen Paul Yama do not very well in classics, and he knows classics very, very well. Like that's that's the intimidating thing is you can think that you know a category extremely well and they ask questions that are just outside of your ballpark just outside of your comfort range and it can sink you even in a category that you know so i think that's round two is the most unpredictable in that sense most definitely i can agree with you 110 percent on that yeah <laughs> well um yeah yeah we we've got these tournaments coming up and they uh they released the schedule for next week, which I'll run down at the very end here. But, uh, but yeah, this so far everything's been going really kick-ass, really great, and we're about to get, uh, get all of our thoughts on the Star Wars tournament so far. Um, before I get into that, John, you have anything else you'd like to you'd like to go out go over? Uh, there's only one thing, like with the Star Wars match and everything else. What are you most looking forward to with that? Uh, in the Star Wars tournament? Yeah. Yeah, I I'm excited to see. I mean, I, a little bit of faction bias, but I'm excited to see Adam Wick come back. Um, yeah. You know, he did he did okay against Sean Sullivan. Like, that match was very very last minute, and he had an incredible five point pull. Like he's a really smart guy. I just think like that first match strategically didn't play at the absolute best. You know, didn't check to multiple choice, didn't use a repeat, those kind of things. Um, and I think if he would have played the match like the gameplay, like I was talking about earlier, if he had done the gameplay just a little bit sharper, I think he probably would have won that match. Um, so I'm very excited to see him coming back. I, me, Kevin, and Zip and him are all working together because we're all uh, just trying to get the dungeon to do as best as we can in these tournaments for our points. You know, we're a little bit behind right now, but these tournaments are an incredible opportunity for us to make up some lost ground. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see Adam White come back. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in this tournament. And then the other thing is just to see people compete that we haven't seen in a while. Like we haven't seen yeah. Ken Napsok compete in Star Wars in a year or more. Same with Joseph Scrimshaw. Like these are these are guys that like are really, really, really knowledgeable. But we haven't seen yeah. them play in the Schmodown in a year and a half. And the game has changed in the last year and a half, even in Star Wars. So I'm excited to see how the old vets kind of adapt to the new game. And also I just I think Adam's gonna surprise a lot of people. I think so too. I wonder too if like Ken is gonna end up being a juggernaut like he once was because they're in the exactly, fact they yeah. up the game. 
Exactly. Um, like we'll, we'll see how he handles, you know, these newer question styles and we'll see how he handles, you know, the live aspect is also a huge thing. These being on Twitch, like not being pre-recorded, like that, the fact that these are happening live in front of a chat, like does that add pressure? Does that take away pressure? Do they care about the pressure? Like those kind of things. I think it's going to be just really interesting to, as we keep watching this match or this tournament, because I think every single match is going to be super competitive. Like we've already seen two matches and both of them, the total score has been close to 40 if not higher yeah. between the two competitors that's crazy <laughs> if every yeah. if every single match in the tournament is like that it's going to be a damn good tournament it is just such an insanely uh high level league uh, or division rather um yeah. just unbelievable yeah. and as far as that tournament goes um personally i, I i'm rooting for Laura Kelly um but i think she's going to have a hard time getting past Napsock but in a in one of those you know just uh not a what uh, off the wall scenario but a what if scenario it would be very interesting to see Molly Damon win that thing cuz Christian has said before that she really wants it and uh she really wants to get that title from from her husband and i just that would be amazing uh really to see Alex Damon and Molly Damon go at it i think yeah, no, I'm in total agreement with you. I think that'd be like a great any anybody who wins this, I think you can make a really good story for. I think that's a really compelling story. I think uh, if Ace would have like a really good showing, I think he could do it, and I think that'd be like a really great underdog story for him. He you know wins the play-in and then goes on to like if he beats Ken, like that's a huge story. Or same with Andrew Dimolato, like people are talking about how much he's studying. He's 0-2 right now. You know, if he comes back and wins this whole thing, like, that's a huge underdog story. So, definitely, there's a lot of people to look out for, and everybody knows everything. So, it's at the point where first person who blinks, first big mistake, and that's the match. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Same here. Um, and, yeah, that, that picks up next week. Uh, like I said, we'll, I'll go ahead and list off that schedule here at the end of the show. But um, uh, before we go to a little short promo break here, uh, I do like to ask uh, all the Schmodown competitors that I have on. There's there's a couple questions actually uh, that I I like to each uh, or re- ask each one rather, um, and I will ask you now. Uh, if you had to be traded, what team would you want to be traded to? Excellent question. So Dungeons, my diehard. I love Kaiser and Smets and Wit and Zip and. Owen and Vinny, like I and Drew, like I, I love the dungeon. I'm so so happy I ended up there. If I absolutely had to be somewhere else, I think for what I could bring to their team and what I think their managerial style could benefit me, I lean towards either Roxy or Shannon. I think either nice. Rockstars or Corruption um, would be like I think I could do great with a lot of different. Um, with a lot of different managers, like I, I feel like I'm relatively agreeable. Like I don't have a problem with any of the managers. Um, but if I was thinking, you know, what does their team need right now? Like Roxy needs some interdict all stars right now. And I think if I had to be traded, I could go to her team, and I think her managerial style would mesh well with my play style, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey man, that 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 you know, like you said, you're and, and everyone always says the same thing, which is understandable, and I know they mean it. That you know, uh, I I don't want to leave my faction, but if I had yeah, to, yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, uh, Roxy's a hot one. I hear I hear quite a few folks saying Roxy, uh, Roxy and Finstock. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to work with Dagnita too. Like I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to cut a promo with Dagnita. Like he he and I have met a number of times. We talked a number of times. He's great. I just don't think that like 
don't think his team really needs me right now. Right. Um, so They're I kind of factored that into it a little bit. Yeah, they they don't need me to like get more yeah. points. I mean, they've got Barbarian and Emily Jacobson in this tournament. Like they. They're they're doing fine, <laughs> um, yeah. but yes, you're right. I would love to be a part of that faction with so many incredible legends of the game to pick their brain and to be around that kind of support. That'd be a yep. good faction too. Yep, I think anyone would be lucky to uh, be in that faction, and I'm not. I, I I'm not gonna say that I that I think that's because of Finstock's managerial uh, skills or whatever. Not say I think he's a bad manager, but. Uh, his players, in my opinion, bring a lot more, uh, a lot more teach. What it, I was going to yeah. say, teachability. What that ain't even a fucking word. My uh, former, co- <laughs> my former co-host is a college math teacher. She listens to this. She's going to be like, "You idiot." Um, but you, you just, I think you would be able to learn a lot more from uh, from Finstock's teammate or his team rather than himself. Yeah, uh, which yeah, is not a knock on him, but that's why he's a manager and not a competitor. So. Absolutely, yeah, and he he is an underrated manager, like an in-game manager. Yeah. People don't give him enough credit. Um, he helps strategize. Like he's not gonna like be running flashcards with you, trying to help you study. But he <laughs> he he fights for his players during challenges, and he keeps track of like he he's not a terrible in-game manager. That's good. That's and it That's shows really too. It really does. Uh, yeah, for sure. But uh, guys, we're going to take a quick promo break, and uh, we will be right back for some Schmodown talk. We're going to break down this Inner Geekdom uh, tournament match by match, so we'll be right back. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Movie Court the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Stream. So, join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related, and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over screen. I don't know, I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share, thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Mark with the Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Mark with the Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, The Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. 
Until then, mischief managed. we're back guys be sure and check out those shows from Merc with the movie blog got some good shit going on over there uh but we're gonna jump right into this inner geekdom uh bracket here in the tournament here um so far we've had one one match released it's uh been one of the two play-in matches this one was ben goddard versus james uh uh Vavoda. did i say it right Viva. Viva. boom Really All right, baby. Woo! I don't think that <laughs> happened last time I went over this bracket. Um, but uh, <laughs> I had the I had one of the Frenchmen from uh, Schmoes of the North on, and we broke down this bracket, and he was helping me pronounce almost all the names. And that's just because <laughs> I'm just I'm challenged like that, man. I, I'm not the I'm not the the best with name pronunciations, man. Uh, but I can say pronunciation pretty good. But anyway, oh, yeah. I get that. sidetracked, and uh, but I'm bringing us right back here. Uh, ben Goddard won that match, um, which I, I I wasn't surprised, but I was I don't know. I, I like Ben I, kind of to a point. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> <laughs> Ben's fine. Ben's fine, uh, but um, but he did bring a victory to the den, which I'm all about that shit. We love Kate uh, around here, so. Um, but that the winner of that match plays well. They play you, Robert. So you're playing Ben. <laughs> yeah. But uh, how are you feeling about that? I feel really good actually. Um, because like he did good in that match. I, I obviously like I watched it. Like he did he did good. Um, but he didn't really impress me that much. Um, like he got a round two category that he clearly was not comfortable with. That's clearly a weakness. Um, and he gave he let his hand show of what one of his biggest strengths that he gave to Jim when he got opponent's choice and he got a lot of steals off it. So I know one of his biggest strengths and I know one of his biggest weaknesses going into this match. Um, so look, he did what he had to do and you got to respect the the drive to win. And even mm. through double opponent's choice, like he, he made it happen. Uh, so I respect that. Um, but I, I, I am not intimidated by him. I know that I know more about IG than he does. Um, and he can, you know, talk all he wants about how, you know, he, there's no pressure on him and he's got nothing riding on him. Well, you know, if he loses, then you just said it. He was trying to earn points for the den. If he loses, then one of their best prospects for doing that is got to hang it up for this tournament. So that'd be a pretty big blow to the den as a faction if he were to lose this one. Yeah, and and if it were a big enough blow to him, that could very well carry over into teams. Yeah, yeah, potentially whenever they start doing uh, singles and teams again, that definitely factors factors into it. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of this match, John? I think this is going to be a very close match. I mean, I know that you said that you weren't that impressed with him or anything like that, but you know, I know that it could go down either way it goes in that second round. That second round can actually pretty much murder you if you let it if it winds up being a category that you may know and even if you know it it could actually turn the whole entire tables around but Mm -hmm. i could see it actually going into like a very close match going head to head i'll send you my venmo later (laughs) all right I don't, I'll be okay. Okay, I'm sitting here. I, I'm gonna admit this shit. I'm I'm good like that, dude. I'm good at admit. I'll admit. I'll admit it. 
I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I just sat here. Whatever you just <laughs> said, Parker, Robert, sorry, I didn't mean – I don't know you well enough. I don't, I don't think to call don't you know, Parker. I don't, don't want to piss I, you off. But, I, um, I don't care at all. I'll respond to I don't know what the fuck you just said, but, like, I sat here and smiled and nodded as if <laughs> I were, like, trying to appease a woman or something, oh, you know? No, good. I just told him I'm going to pay him for, like, saying all those nice things about me. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> oh man um but uh we're gonna go ahead and jump to the bracket here and we're, we'll go ahead and move up the bracket because on the bracket you know we had the play-in match and and then you versus uh versus ben and for the obviously uh you're not gonna root against yourself and i'll be honest too i think i think you've got this one in the bag uh obviously we're gonna move you on past goddard uh, then you would be playing the uh, winners of Chance and El or Chance and Ellison, Chance Ellison and Paulo Yama. Um, what do you think about that match there, uh, Robert? Who do you who do you think is going to take that one? Honestly, a toss up. Like if you remember when they played in singles last year, it was it came down to the last question, like incredibly close match. Um, both guys played the or maybe not the last question. It came down to a five. Somebody's five. Um, the both guys played their heart out. I think when it comes to IG, Chance has a little bit more like innate knowledge. Like he just knows a little bit more pre-studying. If that makes any sense. Um, but I know how hard Paul works, and I know how badly he wants it. I know like he's just he's got such a smart mind about the Shmodan, about how to study, about what to study, about when to study it. Like he is just the one of the best studiers in the league. Um, so I know how much Paul wants it, and he, it's not like he's like not knowledgeable innately. He is about certain categories. I think Chance is just a little bit more well-rounded than him. I know mm-hmm. that Paul's going to shore up those weaknesses before the match. Like this one truly is a toss-up. If I had to choose today, oh man, if I if I had to make a pick today, and it could change in thirty minutes, uh, if I had to make a pick today, I think I would take Paul. Um, I I think that one's going to be really really close. If both of them get something that they're comfortable with in round two, that could go even to sudden death. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, real quick on that one, um, you said you played Ellison and Oyama, or you never beat either of them. Is there one of them? Is it is it still the same? Is I guess what I'm trying to ask is, would you rather play one of them over the other one, or do you think that one? I can't even get out what I'm trying to say. I think, you know, I think I know what you're getting at. Is um, is there? Regardless of who you think will, here we go, here we go, guys. I love it, and right I leave track. all this in, dude. <laughs> Got to leave in the thought process. I'll get Absolutely. there eventually. Would you rather, or now nah, I just lost it. <laughs> besides, besides who I think is going to win, who who do I want to play more? Yes, yes, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, sir. Good, I got you. Um, I think personally, I would want to play chance. Um, and I. Like I said, they're both incredible players, and I would love love the opportunity to play either of them. Um, I I think I would get a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Vindication is the wrong word. I just think like, I just want to play Chance. Like yeah, I want to play Paul too, but um, you know, I know Chance. I, I know them both, but I know what Chance knows, um, and I know that he's right. studying. But I don't know like what he like. I know what he's studying. I know the kind of stuff that he's weak at. I know like, I know his game. A little bit more in IG than I know Paul's. Paul's a little bit more unpredictable, uh, and that unpredictability is, by definition, just a little bit more intimidating. Not that like I'm scared of playing either of them, but like it's a little bit different when you know more about your opponent. Like you want to know, you think about like a UFC fight or a boxing fight. You want to know your opponent's style. You want to know as much about their fight as you can. 
So you watch as much game tape as you can. You just want to get to know them. I know more about Chance. So I want to play Chance more. Um, that said, I think me and Paul would be a really, really fun match. Uh, because both of us are have that just like you know, a little bit of snark. Both like relatively knowledgeable guys. Like I think that would be a good match. But if you're asking me today who I would rather play, I would rather play Chance. Awesome. Um, who do you have in that match, John? Who do you think will win? I was going with Paul, though, because of how dangerous and unpredictable he is and everything. Absolutely. Both former and... champions, too. Like, that's it, it's right. not in IG, but like, either way, like, either way, it's a champion in the second round. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was going at, too, was the unpredictability that you actually mentioned yeah. and everything in the strategy mm. that Paul uses. Very true. Very true. Um, and then uh, uh, also here, staying on the left side of the bracket, uh, we got Janine versus Humphrey. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that match, Parker? There, I did it again. Sorry, Robert Parker. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's serious. I, I promise you, it's seriously okay. I don't mind. Um, oh man, I I know Janine a little bit better than I know John. I've never met John. Um, I know how hard Janine works, and I know how much she wants it for her faction. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to pick Janine. I really don't know what John's knowledge base is. I do know what Janine's in, and I know she's got some gaps, but I also know she's one of those other people who works really, really hard to fill those gaps. So I know if she really puts her mind to it, you know, she's got the right people behind her uh, to help her study. So I, I think she could take this one. Yeah, mm. uh, I definitely have to agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Janine's, and uh, I've said it before. Uh, she just, uh, her personality alone knocks me out. And, uh, and I just, I love her. I love her gameplay style too, man. She, uh, she looks like you don't want to fuck with her to be honest. Man. No, she's serious and focused and just, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, what are your thoughts on that one there, John? Well, to be honest with you, I've been rooting for Janine since Jay Washington ever, since he brought her in to the showdown. She's just like that nice. pumping iron, you know, she's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the showdown pretty much. She's drilled. She's focused. She knows what she wants. She has some gaps, like you mentioned, um, like you mentioned and everything. But with every mistake that she makes, she always winds up recovering later on and knows what she has to do to win the next match. So she's fully driven. And that's what I love about her is the fact that she's driven and she's passionate. She knows what she wants and she knows what she has to do to take someone down. And she isn't afraid to actually do that. Absolutely right. Yeah, for sure. Very true. Um, and we got in and, and one of the matches I'm really looking forward to, uh, big fan of the barbarian so far. It's just love it, man. Love it. But, uh, we got barbarian will be taking on Adam Hlavik. Uh, what are, uh, what do you got on that one, Robert? Who do you think's taking that one? You know, this is a toss up cause it's kind of old blood versus new blood. Um, you know, we've only seen Barbarian in one match, but he did extremely well. And the people in his faction talk extremely highly of him, um, He's a great guy, Craig, uh, and I think he's focused. I really do. I think he's really zeroed in. He's just got such a great mind for the game. Um, and Adam's one of those guys that, like, he he talks about it. You know, he doesn't study a whole ton, comes in, what he knows he knows, and sometimes that's enough to get him big victories in IG. You know, if he gets a category that he can really roll with in round two, like he gets a comic category, he's going to be great. Um, but if he gets, you know, we've seen him multiple times get categories, like the fantasy kind of stuff where he's not strong in, and he fumbles hard. So I think Adam is one of those very hot or cold hit or miss IG players. If he's on, I think he can take Barbarian. Uh, if he's off, I'm I'm going to take Barbarian almost every day. 
even fair. having not seen him in IG before. Right. Let's see. I think I'm going to go with Adam for this one. Just because of the fact the whole thing where, yeah, he's hot and cold in certain areas. But like you said, if he gets like a category to where even in the last round, when he chooses the numbers and everything too, if he winds up getting the right number, and then also too, if it actually works out with him on the multiple choice and everything too on the second round, it could actually benefit him in the long run too. It just depends on what questions are asked. So I think that I'm going to go with Adam with this one. Awesome. You know what? I love that we're not all agreeing on everything. I really do. Um, so many times, uh, I, uh, you know, which is fine, but so many times it's uh, I'm, I'm in agreement, and, and everyone seems to be on the same page. I like this man. It's bringing in some different points Thanks. of view. I, I dig it. Um, so Say Barbarian then plays Janine. Uh, Robert, what are you thinking about that match there? I don't know. That's another one that comes down to the wire because we we haven't seen Barbarian in IG before. Like, yes, he's played one match and he had 100% accuracy, and um, you know we we've seen we know what he can you know, is capable of from that one match. But like I was saying earlier, you can study really really hard and just get the wrong run of questions. Like you you can study and you can know a lot, and you can get that one question that's in a category you think you know that's just quite not there, and that can sink you. Um, so I, I personally, I think I'm actually going to take Janine. I think she's working really, really hard to become a well-rounded competitor. And I think Barbarian is fantastic, but I, I just think that she is working to be a little bit more well-rounded. Um, so I'm going to, I would take Janine in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to stay neutral on this one just because I'm not sure. With me, I'm going to go with Janine as well for what you just mentioned. Because of the fact that, you know, like I said, she fills in the gaps. She knows what she can do. And then also, too, the Barbarian, yeah, he had 100% accuracy. But this could go down to maybe the very last round to where it's going to be a sudden death type of situation. I could see actually going into sudden death with this match. Or even just, like, even if, you know, people talk all the time about, like, the difficulty of five-pointers and how it's the great equalizer in IG and Star Wars matches. You know, one person gets one that's just a little bit harder, just a little bit more outside baseball. You know, if Janine gets one inside her wheelhouse that she can just knock out of the park and he gets one that's just a little bit too far out there, you know, that one five-point question is an equalizer. And definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. We've got, uh, we've got Janine taking that match, which would leave... Parker and Ellison, and uh, I, I'm, you know, again, w- you're here, uh, so we're going to obviously, sorry, Chance, but you are gone, buddy. You don't have to uh, with me just because I'm here. That's all right. Parker's going to whoop your ass. I don't know. That that was just, you know, don't don't hold that against me. Uh, um, uh, so then so then we've got, on the to finish out the left side of the bracket, Robert, we got you versus Janine. Now, obviously, you know, we're going to play this out as if you're at least going to the finals. So we're going to play it out as if you do beat Janine. So it, sure. so could you just give me your thoughts on uh, on if you had to play Janine? Have you thought about it? Uh, what are your thoughts now as I ask you maybe? Have any? To, to be honest, I, I haven't thought that far ahead. You know, I, I read yeah. some comments and I like – I see some tweets, but like I, I don't go like full – I don't read every single YouTube comment or every single Facebook post. Like I, I don't go too far into it. Um, but I know that like I, – I know what people are saying and that like I, I have a fair – like I, I have a harder road 
to the finals than maybe some people on the other side of the bracket. But I know that yeah. people are like have a little bit of an expectation to get for me to be in the finals. Um, and I I just haven't looked that far ahead to be honest. I am taking it one match at a time. I know that it's really important to the dungeon as far as points standing that I take it one match at a time and don't get too far ahead of myself because if I start thinking about Janine or if I start thinking about Brandon Hanna or Zipper or Kalinowski and then I stumble and fall against like a Ben or a Paul or a Chance then that's not a good look. <laughs> um, so I, I think I could take Janine. Um, obviously like I, I, if I can take her I'm confident in what I can do. Um, she's a friend uh, but I, I am not my mind is not that far ahead right now. Yeah, which is probably a good thing, man. You just got to focus on the on the next match, and yeah. then take it from there. Um, and so we've got you, we got you on the left side taking on whoever we're about to to break down as being your opponent on the right side. And we're going to start at the top of the bracket because you just brought him up, uh, baby heel Hannah. Uh, he uh, he's going to get his ass kicked by Saul. And uh, that and and I can't wait for that to happen. I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. Um, but uh, what what are your thoughts on that match, Robert? Uh, uh, Baby heel Hannah versus Saul. The pressure's on Hannah, man. Uh, yeah. He was tra- the Den traded him away so that they could put Saul in this tournament. Um, Kate traded him away so that they so that Saul could be here. Um, and now it's these two playing. And if Saul loses then that might be that might go down in history like in the in the the talk uh as a mistake for the den that mistake to trade brandon away if he does well and starts earning points for his new faction uh pressure's on him man because if he loses this one he's also then lost three in a row he started off two and oh like people forget brandon's a really good ig player like he'll he'll go and talk all his smack about his 80 percent. like he can say as much as he want as much as he wants but he started out two and oh he's a really solid player now he's lost two in a row, and if he loses three in a row to Saul, you know that's not a great look um, for him. Yeah. But then, and also, know. let's be real about this, okay? As far as I'm going to get into Baby Heel here for a second because, uh, well, he he just fucking deserves it. Um, but like, say a baseball game, for instance, okay? I I love baseball, so I try to reference it as much as I can because that, and I understand the yeah, rules I'm more like than it. any other sport, but. Um, you know, in baseball, you start the game out, you know, obviously it's 0-0. Third inning, it's 3-2. to two. Fourth inning, they tie it up, 3-3. Three to three. What do we say? It's a whole new ball game, dude. You're starting out again, 0-0. Zero, zero. So if you look at it that way, uh, Brandon Hanna, uh, uh, it's 2-2, two and two, man, which basically means a dude's never played a match. So I, I just, you know, I, I just let crushed. that speak for crushed. itself. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, He's absolutely starting fresh. But the thing yeah. is, if, if Saul beats him, then he can say, look, Kate made the right call. You're washed up. You're a has-been. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hannah's going to have to eat his words. Yeah. And, and do you, I, I didn't I didn't really hear you pick a winner, though, uh, on that one. I, you're right. I didn't. Uh, I, I'm going to take Hannah. Um, right. I think that his experience will help. I think he just has more of a knowledge base. We've never seen Saul play. I've talked to Saul a couple times. He's a really funny guy, really smart guy about movies, and I think he will surprise people. I think he'll do well. Um, but I, I think that Hannah's gonna, Hannah's got a vendetta. He's got a revenge list to kind of go on, and I think he's gonna want to. He has a lot to prove. He's more to prove than Saul does. He does. That's a, yeah. that's a great motivator. Yeah, it sure is. What do you I think, can see John? That. To be honest with you, I can actually see it that way because, you know, number one, he got traded over to this other frac- faction now, 
And now he's that he's pissed off. He wants to show everybody that he doesn't need them, that and everything, and he wants to shut Saul up altogether. So I can see that going down for him. But Saul, on the other hand, he had some good promos going on and everything. So he can talk, man, definitely. Yeah, he can talk. That dude can talk. Yeah. And you know, if I'm gonna have to flip a coin on this because I love both of them, <laughs> and. So I'm going to have to, if I had to flip the coin, flip a coin right now, I would have to just go on ahead and go with uh, Hannah on this one. No! Fuck! Dude, Saul, <laughs> I got your back, buddy. I got, dude, no! Fuck, my downstairs neighbors are like, dude, what is he doing? That's either, that. Uh, never mind, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, damn it, guys, you're killing me, though. But no, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. That's what I love about this, man, especially with it becoming more like a sport. It's You get this... Fucking, I get excited as shit about this, dude. I'm, I've, I've become more and more passionate about this sport fucking every week that goes on, dude, for months. I'm just, I love it. Um, so, uh, well, I won't say we, but two or three of us, so the majority rules, I guess, has Hannah taken that one. Um, and then the winner of that will play Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp. Um, now, have you ever played Jen Kemp, Robert? I have, yeah. Uh, again, it was in singles, so it wasn't in IG, and she hasn't played in the fan leagues in about a year, um, but she is one of those people who everybody's going to underestimate her, and she's going to show up to play, and she's a fan of the game, and she's been around the community for a very long time, since the old Schmo's days, so uh, I, I think that she is going to show up in this match. Is that you saying you think she'll take Damon? Yeah, I, I, think she, I think it'll be very close, I think it'll go down to fives, but I think she'll take Damon. I really do. And a lot of people are going to underestimate her, and that's totally fine, because uh, Damon has already one TKO IG win under his belt. Um, but I, I know Jen, and I think that uh, I think she really wants this. Excellent. What are you thinking, uh, John? I'm going to go with Alex Damon. I know that she's... I know Jen is... I appreciate the fact that Jen is actually hungry for it and stuff like that. But at the same time, like you said, he's also a powerhouse, too. He's right up there with Janine uh, as well. So... With that, I'm going to have to go on ahead and go with um, – I'm going to have to go with him. Yeah, and, and, and I can see that too. And it's really hard with Alex, especially – I mean, this is only a second – will only be a second IG match. Um, and just knowing how he dominates in Star Wars, it's really <laughs> hard not to, not to take him over Kemp in this. But at the same time, that's Star Wars, and this is inner geekdom. And even though he's played in one one match – don't really know what he's got in him in for the long run um so I, but but i still but even that said i still have to I, I have to say damon based on what he has done in star wars and the fact that and i do admit saul i don't know what saul can do i just i really fucking like the guy and i i got his back all the way um especially against baby heel but um but uh, Kemp, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what she can do it's yet. It's outsider pick. It's, it's be one hard. of the bigger upsets if it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be hard. Um, but but we are moving Kemp on uh, because uh, Robert is the guest, and that's oh, no, no, how no, I'm no. doing it's, it. It's majority rules. No, no, no. Damn, no, 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 no. We're playing. No, we're playing out. We're playing it out how you think things will go. <laughs> okay. All oh right. yeah. 
makes it a lot more interesting that way. Um, and uh, and then uh, in the bottom half of the bracket, well, we've got the the second play in game will will be uh, Greg Alba versus Warfather. Uh, I was impressed with Warfather's first match. Um, what are your thoughts on this one here? Yeah, he played an IG match last season, and he did fine. He was in a three-way that Chandra ended up winning, and he did fine. And he's he's definitely a great character. I don't know if it'll work as well, like not in studio with like you know the big raucous crowd and the big huge room to have his echoist like booms and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. But I just and he's played singles, and I don't know. I think he's studying. Like I talked about the draft. I don't know how much Greg Alba is like into the Schmodown, like as a team, like they're definitely entertainers and they're very, very funny, but I don't know if they're really into like the, the studying and the competition of it, which interdictum I think is a, a, a league that you have to work a little harder for. Like I think singles, Kevin Smith has, has said this many times and I think it's spot on that singles is a harder league, but um, interdictum is more work um, mm-hmm. to get to a level where you can, be beating people consistently and to be like really great at it um and i don't know i don't know if greg's good at ig uh i think barbarian has experience so i'm gonna hand it to him all right all right uh what are you thinking on this one here john i'm gonna have to go with let's see here i'm gonna have to go with uh warfather all right um I said barbarian i meant warfather just, i think i said barbarian yeah. <laughs> I no, you warfather. said warfather yeah. i think oh did i okay good i think yeah. I think so, but you know that, that you thinking and knowing are two. Yeah, I could have been a total idiot and just second guess myself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I just did a stupid thing. I I, I just never mind. Um, I okay. I'll just go ahead and say it for whatever reason. Okay, I was looking at the bracket, and when you were talking there, Robert, for for some reason, I, I'm talking back to you, but I, I thought I was talking to John. I don't know until I looked over and I saw who was lighting up. Hey, yeah. Hey, I'm in the zone, baby, <laughs> and that's always a good fucking thing when you're steering a Absolutely. shit, dude. I'm in the zone. Absolutely. Um, but I'm also so in the zone on the bracket that I have to ask to clarify. I'm sorry, Robert. Did you take Alba over Warfather? <laughs> Warfather. Warfather. All right. All right. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm zoned in. I'm focused on this bracket. I've got it pulled up here. That's great. Um, winner of that play-in match will take uh, Mike Kalinowski. Uh, I kind of, I mean, I shouldn't make assumptions, but I assume that it's kind of foolish to ask this question. <laughs> but I'm also a huge Kalinowski fan. But uh, what are you thinking about this match here, Robert? Uh, uh, Warfather versus Kalinowski. I think this is definitely Kalinowski's like loosening up match, like getting back into the swing of IG. He hasn't played in a little, a little while. He didn't do very well his last one, but it's it's hard to say that he's not going to take through this one. You know, if you're going based on accomplishments, it's hard to argue that he's not the best intergeekdom player of all time. He's held the belt twice. He's beaten Smets, Cushion, and Mara, three of the best who've ever done it. Like, it, it's, it, I have a lot of uh, admiration for Mike. I mean, as, as a player, he's, you know, despicable, and that's his character and all that kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> yep. I, I have a lot of, he, he's been a big inspiration, and I have a lot of admiration for him. Uh, for what he's done for the Intergeekdom League, but definitely take him over whoever wins this one. Excellent. And uh, what are you thinking, John? I assume the same. I'm I'm thinking the same thing, because I've been following Kalinowski since he got first introduced into Schmodown, and then, of course, the Intergeekdoms. That's where he shines at and everything, especially if you get something within the DC universe and stuff like that, because that's also where he shines at. You know, he's going to be dangerous. He's going to be the KO that we all know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that would be great to see again too. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and run through the rest of this real quick. Here we got uh, the then the winner of that Kalinowski. He would play either Emily Rose Jacobson or Eric Zipper. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one, there, Parker? And I do note Zipper's in your in your faction, but don't he let is. that influence your opinion. <laughs> I, I won't. I I say this with a hundred percent sincerity that I think Zipper can do it. I I, I definitely think he can take Emily for sure. Uh, Zip has improved every single match he's ever played in the history of the Schmodown, whether it be singles teams, intergeekdom. Uh, he has an intergeekdom win. He, you know, he, he's, he hasn't had the best run of luck in intergeekdom, but I think he's working really hard to become more well-rounded. I'm working with him a lot. Smets is working with him a lot. He is going to show up in this tournament as an intergeekdom heavy. All right. Looking forward to that then. Uh, you've got more insight than I do for sure. So looking forward to that then. Um, what do you think, John? I got Emily Rose for this one. Nice. For the simple, yeah. For the simple fact is, she's kind of like the underdog in a way with this inner geekdom, and mm-hmm. she do- nobody knows what to expect from her, and she could actually be a powerhouse without e- us even knowing what she's capable of. So that is why I actually went with Emily with this one. Yeah, and I mean Finstock had to see something there, and with the with the other teammates. That she has, man. Uh, I'm sure they've been helping her out a lot. So uh, that that should be a good match. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that would bring us with Kalinowski then taking on taking on Zipper um, again. Uh, don't don't feel the need to be politically correct here, Robert. Um, uh, it's not like I'm looking for a soundbite or anything. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, who do you take if uh, Zipper and Kalinowski go at it? I think it comes down to the wheel um, because I. I... I'm I'm very serious when I say I think Zipper can do it. I think he can beat Mike. If he gets something that he can run and Mike gets something that he has to go to multiple choice maybe once or twice, I think Zipper can do it. I absolutely believe in him. Uh, that being said, I it would think I have to pick Kalinowski. Um, as much as I want Zip to go off forward and as much as I will help him as much as I can to make him go forward, yeah. um, I think it's just like if I was putting money on it, I wouldn't put money on it, first off. Um, but if I was, I think it, it would be hard to not take Kalinowski. Um, as much as I, I truly do think that Zipper can do it. I really do think he can. Awesome. Uh, that'll be a fun one to see shape up if it happens that way. Uh, you agreeing with that? Let's see. For me, I'm going to go a little bit different because of you guys coaching him. Uh, because you guys are actually coaching Eric Zipper and everything. So I'm going to go a little bit different because of the fact that you guys are working with him. He is hungry for it. He is capable of actually doing it. And yes, it's going to come down to the wire, but also Kalinowski can actually get fired up to where he's actually frustrated. And when he does that, that's whenever it pretty much goes downhill for him. So if he ends, if Eric winds up making him a lot more flustered, it can actually work in his favor. So I'm going to go on ahead and go with Zipper for that one. And I'm loving the diverse opinions here. It's great. Um, uh, jumping up to the top part to get to our final two on the left side. Uh, that would bring us to Kemp versus Baby Heel. Uh, who do you got on that one, Robert? Uh, I think whether it's Damon or Jen who goes forward, I do think Brandon takes this one as well. I think he's on a warpath, and you hate you hate to you hate to see it uh, as somebody who's so despicable. Um, yeah, but I I think <laughs> that. I think Hannah has something big to prove this tournament, and I think he's going to make it happen. Yeah, he definitely has a chip on that shoulder. Um, what sure. do you think? What do you think in between uh, Baby Heel and uh, Jen Kemp there, John? I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm actually going to go with his choice for this one. 
because of what he mentioned and everything. Yep. So I think that would be my best, the best choice right there. Yep. Uh, that would then bring us to Kalinowski versus Baby Heel. Uh, who who do you got in that one, Parker? We're we're about there, man. This is going to be the one who will be playing you. So who do you got in this one? Yeah, I. It's so tough because I want to play both of these guys. I I, I want to play them in a gauntlet. I want to play one and beat one, and then play the other one and beat the other one. Because um, Hannah talks a lot of smack, and I want to shut him up. Uh, but Mike's one of the greats, and I want to prove that I can beat one of the greats. Um, I think if I'm if I'm Taking bets on which one of these is going to win, again, take Kalinowski. I think it's the safer money. Um, but don't be surprised if Hannah pulls an upset. But I think, again, if I'm if I'm putting that money on, I'm going to put it on Kalinowski. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely have to agree with that. Um, although Saul is going to kick the shit out of uh, Baby Heel here, so <laughs> it, we ain't even going to get that far. But anyway, <laughs> um, Saul should start fucking paying me, man, for, for promoting. He so should, much. for all this promotion. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to tell him, dude. Start giving me some money. Um, okay, so that would bring us to Kalinowski and you, sir. Um, obviously, we're not going to go against you, and I don't think you would either. But uh, what, what would you, you know, what are you thinking about that possibility of playing Kalinowski? It does nothing but excite me. It does nothing but motivate me. I would love to play Kalinowski. Like I said, he was definitely a big inspiration uh, for me. He is a trailblazer in IG. Him and Rachel and Mara, those three kind of together really shaped the modern IG division into what, you know, into having people respect it more and that kind of thing, give it more recognition. Um, So I would be very excited. I'd be honored to play him. Uh, That said, I think I can definitely beat him. Like I, I know that I know more than him. I know he works hard. I know he studies hard. Um, but I know that if we were ever to play, I'm very confident that I could beat him. Oh yeah, and I assume John that you don't, you would not uh, pick Kalinowski over uh, our guest. Definitely not, because Good. I know how passionate. <laughs> you... <laughs> because here's the thing, you know, I know how passionate you are about it. I can hear it in the way that you talk about the showdown and everything. I can actually tell that you're fired up for this trivia. Show not only that, but even with you facing off against Kalinowski and the re- amount of respect that you have for him and everything and stuff like that, you know, I th- I think that you're going to wind up being on top on this one, and he's going to be down on the mountain, clawing his way back up. Nice, nice. Um, and Appreciate and hey, guys, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another one of those where I I I'm so into what I'm doing here. I don't know what you said, so I just smiled. And oh, no, no, I, just, I just said thank you for saying that. I appreciate those words. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime, man. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Just, yeah. I, I told you all I'm <laughs> in the fucking you. zone. But uh, but yeah, we, we're uh, that'll do it for this week, guys. Uh, we are on time here, and uh, we uh, thank you so much, Robert, for joining us. Um, why don't you go ahead and plug your socials or anything you got going on that you want to plug? Uh, go ahead and do so. Yeah, you can find me personally on Twitter, Letterboxd, all that fun stuff, just by searching my name, Robert Parker, or my handle is rbrtprkr98. It's very complicated. Very sorry about that. Uh, but I'm not changing it at this point. Uh, but so yeah, you can find me Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram, all that fun stuff, just by searching that. Uh, and otherwise, thank you guys so much for having me on. This was truly a pleasure. Had a blast. Uh, and this is so much fun just talking, shooting the shit with you guys. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely have you back again. Um, John, uh, tell folks where they can find you at real quick. You guys can find me on all platforms on Movie Loves Unite for the podcast. And you can also find me on Movie Loves Unite, TV Loves Unite, on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, 
and also my personal account on Twitter as well, John DiGregorio85. You can find me over there. And tonight, around 8 o'clock Central Time, I'm going to be interviewing a producer who's actually a Emmy Award winner. And then I'm also interviewing his wife at the same time, who's actually an acting coach. So I'm going to be doing that. Awesome. Uh, thank you. I do appreciate that. I'm excited. And so I'm going to be doing that around 8 o'clock Central Time. Probably the show gets over around 9. I'll have everything up maybe between 9.30 and 10, so about 11 o'clock Eastern. Awesome. Time. Sounds good. And thank you, too, John, for joining me tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and you guys, if you care to do great, so. Great to meet you, John. Uh, it, you real quick, if y'all care to do so, you can catch me at jwade1134, jwade one one three four on the Twitter. Merk with the movie blog on all your podcasting platforms to get this show, and also at movie blog Merk on the Twitter. Follow them, guys. Follow us. Have a great, safe week, and we will be back next week with Smets and Kaiser. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And Hotel Nerd himself will be here as well. So uh, everyone, have a great, safe week. We are out. <laughs>